Life Laundry podcast. I am Gemma. <laughs> I'm Chippy. <laughs> Barely got any hearing left. <laughs> I should mention that I always do this with my headphones in. Because oh, I'm properly deafen you there. Uh, yeah, and you do it on your laptop. Yeah, yeah with, no, with no microphone or headphones. So you're just there blasting in your kitchen. You can hear that. My... I have not got wind. The people in the house behind us are having a loft conversion. Oh. <laughs> That's like living, literally living in London. That is, if I don't, if there's not a man with a drill... This is my last day of being 36. Oh, okay. And I'm spending oh, it with you. I forgot I was going to, I was going to sing it. All right, ready? Happy, everybody join in. It's tomorrow, isn't it? Your birthday tomorrow. Yeah. Everybody <laughs> join in all together now. We're going to have a sing song. Happy birthday to you. I'm going to sing it all. It's going to be awkward. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Chippy. Happy birthday to you. Hey. Thanks. That was amazing. Um, the video you did of us uh, talking about our dream dinner parties. Yeah. And you sang Scylla. Yeah. Why did you... um, my sister, I'm at my mum's now. And my sister was at my mum's the week before until yesterday. And I think on... Monday, I got a message from my sister saying, can you just send me that picture of Gemma singing Scylla Black? Because it makes me laugh so much and I want to show it to my mum. And I was like, okay. Oh, so now you're a celeb. My sister's I like, I watch it when mom. I'm feeling my a bit mom. miserable. My mum completely missed the point. She was like, why did you want Scylla Black to be your mum? Like, yeah, oh God, that's such a mum thing, isn't it? Awkward. I was like, hey, don't be a... <laughs> mum, you're focusing such on a mom thing. part of the video. My mum just came in and bought me a cup of coffee and gave me a filthy look of like, what do you think you're doing? Your husband's outside looking after his three of his children. Three of his children. Sounds like he's been procreating wildly across the country, but yeah. Mum's eh? Got a lot of mum. I think I am slightly deaf in my left ear, which is why potentially I'm a bit loud. But Mike bought, he said to me, I bought you a present. And I was like, oh. It arrived, and it's like some type of posh ear cleaner. It's. Um, I really want to try one of those, so I'm really excited. I have totally... got the waxiest ears in the kingdom. Have you tried ear candling? Yeah, didn't work. Did it not? I'm wearing, thanks to the laundrettes. Yeah. I was like, what arrived in the post today, Gemma? <laughs> um, wearing my chub rub tights tub rub shorts they're not tights they're shorts that we were talking a couple of weeks ago about how we'd been sending each other pictures of our chub rub and um everyone literally everyone recommended these chub rub shorts which i'd never heard about from a company called snag which i had heard of i'd seen snag they do they're very good for colored tights if you like bright tights they are the people to go to and I think they're they're generally considered to be like comfy don't roll down don't fall down don't have a crotch around your knees tights um and I hate tights I'll do anything not to wear tights um but so many people banged on about these chub rub shorts so I got some I got black pair and a pink pair 
and I'm wearing them today um, and I've, I've worn them ever since they arrived and they're really good I was worried that they would be too hot but they're not too hot um, and I was worried yeah I just thought they'll be really extra hot why would I put them on but actually the relief you get from not having the chub rub is, yeah else. i would say so and um that i am i think all thighs are different shapes so my thighs rub quite close to the top yeah that's my, where my bulk of my chub is like a tiny i'd say it's like a two inch area where the tops of my thighs so it's not yeah. all down it's no. just right underneath where my, my knickers stop yeah exactly that's where i get it and so i went they have their own sizing but they have a really easy to use i'm all about especially since lockdown easy to use sizing charts yeah. if i go somewhere and the sizing chart is too difficult to work out i won't i won't shop there it's so annoying when they're like small small medium medium blue and then you go to the sizing chart and they're like bust size waist size size last wednesday i'm like can you not just say like 10 to 12 or 12 to 14 or whatever because that's what most people know anyway i got the ones that i think are for a 12 to 14 and as i've said before i'm five foot two and so i think i could have sized down um because i have a very specific area of chub rub at the top so mm -hmm. i don't need them to necessarily be that long mm -hmm. Um, so for today I'm wearing a um, sort of knee length um, dress that goes up at the sides, you know, when they have a kind of curve up at the side. And so I have to put, I've had to pull my chub rub shorts up quite high. But even though I think I got the, the wrong size, I think I could have got a smaller size, they're still incredibly comfortable. And actually I always think slightly big is better than slightly small. Um, so massive thanks to everyone who recommended the chub rub shorts. If and so I was saying to Gemma, if you're going to get some, because Gem's got the same area of chub rub as I do, um, err on your smaller size because I think most women have two sizes. Where I'm like, do you know what I mean? It depends what area you're talking about. Some, some areas, I'm at 12. Some areas, or I probably have three actually, some areas I'm a 14, some areas I'm a 10. So that's what I would consider. They, they, they're generous, they're generous in their measurements. My dad is so. a 14. My top yeah. doesn't know what it's doing. It's, it's running rampant around. It's yeah, well, we've, uh, it would, we should just have boob corner. Gemma's updates, weekly updates, boob corner. We were talking about this before we pressed record. Boob corner. Yeah, boob corner. Um, I feel almost like I know Gemma's boobs better than I know my own. Um, and Gemma's boobs are expanding. Is this something that the laundrettes find as well? That's what I want to know. Because we were talking about this and I was saying, I thought boobs were basically your first hormones, you know, in your teens where I had no boobs and then my boobs got bigger after each child, slightly bigger after each child. But in that way that mostly I just gather some skin up into a cup. Now it's not, they haven't got better. They're just 
there used sax but I think I even mentioned this last week. Sally Hughes has just done a video about her boob reduction. A couple of my friends have had boob reductions because they've had like G size boobs and they've gone down to a D or a double D or, you know, so they've still got whammers. And they've all continued to grow. And that's what you're finding, isn't it? Well, you, did you know, fun fact, that your feet go up a foot size once you've had a baby? Yeah, because my feet used to be a three and a half. They went up to five and a half, and now they've settled on a four and a half. But I know why that is. Go on. Do you know why that is, Gemma? It's because of relaxing hormone. Oh, that's my favourite. Uh, makes all your ten- makes all your muscles and tendons loosen up, ready for the birth, and so your feet get flatter because your arches, the tendons in your feet, so flatten. I peaked at an eight and a half. Yeah, I've gone back to it. Yeah. Um, so, and I feel like my feet, my feet grew and my boobs grew and like your ears ears never stopped growing apparently either. Which is weird because you, you definitely see some older men normally with big ears and big noses, but you don't see a lot of women. That might just be fair. Is that because our boobs are just growing? So that's distracting everyone from our massive noses. But yeah, so your boobs got bigger when you have, but you expect them to change when you have kids i didn't breastfeed i mean i barely breastfed but i don't think that has a like you would know as a doula having a c-section or a vaginal birth doesn't necessarily affect your pelvic floor it's the weight of the baby yeah and what thing even though i was a doula one would imagine i should have known this right after a cesarean you still bleed post-birth i thought they yeah. it all out Oh, let's clean it all up for her. But they didn't. Like, no. And I was like, oh, what's this fresh hell? Not only have I got like this massive scar, but also I'm having to wear pants to contain the maternity pad. What's going on? Anyone pregnant listening now? Boots own brown maternity pads. I feel like maternity pads, I feel like I'm super qualified to talk about. I don't know why, but I took it very seriously. I think once you're a blogger, and you review stuff, you review everything in life. And having had three kids, dare I say it, postpartum hemorrhoids. Yeah. Oof. This face with me. is something slightly different. It's called, I don't know what it's called yet. It's either called Dirty Laundry or Airy yeah. Laundry. It's an interactive episode. We've had lots of people email in messaging and we asked on the facebook page and also on our instagram um any channel Gemma could find she asked any social media platform on it apart from tiktok don't get it I'd love to have a dirty laundry section every week oh i'd love it and we're very happy for it to be anonymous not yeah. if it's gonna if, if you're gonna tell us we're crap anonymously we're going to probably read out your email and give your email address <laughs> <laughs> Gemma won't i will so, so, so if you, we, we promise, we, I know we're laughing about it, it's quite precious, but it, we, the, the stuff that we have had sent in ranges from frivolous to genuine quandary. Yeah. So we are quite happy to help you. And I, and I like this phrase, I'm quite proud of it. Put your quandary through the ringer. Put your laundry, <laughs> have a cup of tea, and let's air your laundry in a nice, safe space. It's yeah. anonymous. We're not, we won't judge. Yeah. No. Um, Although we might judge the first woman. <laughs> no, I... But 
I mean, I'm totally, I don't, uh, you, Gemma read out one of the quandaries, the dirty laundries to me, and I remained unmoved. I was like, I think that's totally fair. Yeah. You are unshockable, I would say. I'm quite unshockable. Okay, so should we, should we dive in? Yeah, let's go. I feel like I should put some, when I edit this, I'm going to put some music over it, you know, a bit like... Okay. Or the kind of um, 60s music that they'd have over if they were like, here we are in Gemma's laundry. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Come and, come and see Gemma at work. Here she is getting some dirty laundry. Oh, the same old girl is always up for a laugh. <laughs> yes, Chippy's out the back smoking a fag. Anyway. That's what it would be. Right, so this, um, who shall remain anonymous. All our laundrettes will always remain anonymous, okay? Unless you say to us, I don't want to be anonymous, tell the world. So she starts off by being like really complimentary, which, you know, is We're gonna... all here for that. Yeah, so that's got her in straight away. But I thought... <laughs> I thought we'd go in with a bit of a ban. So this is her dirty secret. Are you ready? Yeah, yeah. I feel like I can have a dirty secret voice. I think I might be like this. My husband doesn't like other people's cutlery, plates, and glasses. So if he pisses me off, I will secretly lick his fork when I set the table for tea. Amazing. I just... Wait. Let her say her piece. And then okay. internally, internally smug that he's eating off a licked fork. Lol. Just put. He really, Lol. really made me angry one time. So I took a bit of his drink. Spilled it around my mouth and spat it back in his glass. <laughs> he then calmly walked in and passed him his drink. I know it's gross, but I only ever save it for really major revenge. Yours, anonymous liquor spitter. <laughs> now, Gemma spat your food out when you first read that. Ironically, you were eating. Um, because, yeah. Whereas I, mean, I was like, that seems totally fair. Now, and see, I quite often think the little things like that are marriage savers. Well, I know someone who shall remain nameless, okay, but yeah. they would kill me, who does something very similar. Right. <clears throat> oh, my voice got that funny bubble in it. I hate that. Yeah. When their other half gets on their nerves, spit mm. in their teeth. And I, also, I mean, I'm totally here for that. I also used to work with a lady who was probably, I actually think, Jippy, she was more of a feminist than you. Which takes some, go. I have to say, takes some going. Watch it, yep. She was pretty formidable. Okay. Right. Some builders, we were working um, in an office and some builders came in and were so misogynistic. They mm. came in like, put kettle on love. Well, that was like, Red rag to a ball for this woman. Yeah. And she went and put five teaspoons of salt into this builder's cup of tea. Yeah. And then proceeded to stand there and watch him drink it and then watch him spit it out and gag. And she then said to him, don't assume just because I'm a female, I'm here to serve you and make you cups of tea. I, would have, I was just I like, thought I, you were, I was like, <gasps> I thought you were going to say, I, do you know where my mind went? You might have to edit this. I'm not sure. I thought you were going to say she took a teaspoon and stuck it. Oh, no. Yeah, just wiped her bum on it. And then that's what I'd have done. 
No, she went straight for the... No, she want, I think she wanted to see his reaction. But you see, I would never do a non-liquor like, non spitter. A non-liquor yeah. non spitter. That's really hard to say. Uh, I couldn't do it. I'm not judging you, but I'd, I am such a prude. And I'm also really bad at keeping secrets that I would have to tell them. But That's my husband... Sorry. I live with a man who, like, I could make him a cup of tea in front of him, take a sip, swill it around my mouth, spit it back in the tea cup, and he would drink it. He's just not... We are, like, to him, we are, like, one being. He's just not fussed by that sort of thing we had a, we have an ongoing family joke about when i'm sure i've said this when we first got mouse who's now 10 um our dog and there was a brown mark on the sofa okay she's like eight weeks old oh. and i walked behind the sofa into our kitchen to get a cloth because i know what it is i'm off to get the stuff to clean it and i'd said to joe what's that off I'd gone into the kitchen and I turn around and he's got his finger in his mouth and he goes, it's not chocolate. <laughs> and I'm like, we've got, an, we've got a puppy, an incontinent puppy. There's a brown mark on the sofa. Why would you put it in your mouth? What is that about? It, that's just his go-to thing. When we first started, well, like for the first 10 years of our relationship, no, because he hasn't smoked, he, whenever he stopped smoking seven years ago, we both used to smoke and he used to anyone who smokes or used to smoke or uses lighters you know they come with that barcode on them like a sticker so yeah. lighters come with a barcode sticker on them he will roll it off and then eat it even if he found that lighter on the floor of a nightclub he just automatically if he finds bits of plastic or bits of paper that are too small for him to be bothered to go to the bin he just eats it isn't that weird so yeah. nothing there's nothing i can do no he's literally he's got a stomach of iron probably why it was lined with plastic but yeah it's just such a weird thing and when i went to boarding school my sister was there before i before i started it was un unsuccessful for me at boarding school but you had these canteens and the cutlery was never clean so you'd put your hand into the cutlery things and there'd just be bits of food in there mm. now for me that would mean I couldn't eat for like a week I'm yeah. very funny about kitchens and I remember saying to my sister and she's like no 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 it's fine you just chip it off chip off the old food and get going and so I tried for, for about a week and then the final nail in the coffin was when I saw the chef sweating into the baked beans that he was serving and I was like do you know what I'm done but my sister is very very brave about that sort of thing and I'm sure you know how the people you end up married to often reflect either badly or, or nicely the people in your family i'm sure like every now and again i look at my sister and joe and i'm like you guys would just have the nicest marriage because you're both really nice you're both really stoical you you know and here i am being like don't do that don't chip the food off that's disgusting um but yeah so i'm really funny about food and stuff but there is no way that i could get that kind of revenge on joe because he'd just be like you lit my fork, that's fine.
So anonymous liquor spit has obviously found her other half. I think that, but I think it is a marriage saver in a way because if she feels better from doing that, it's technically not doing him any harm. I'm assuming they they smooch and other things, so it's not like they haven't exchanged germs. Bodily fluids. And it's going to make her feel better. And it's you know, I think if if that's if that works for you, I'm fully behind liquor spitter. But go. are you a bit, do you think that's the line crossed? I'm just a bit too squeamish. But then when you look at it logically, you know, Mike and I snog. So if, if yeah. he, he came up to me and went like that and he licked an eye, I'd be like, ooh, you've licked my knife. Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah. But he doesn't, neither of you have a real problem with it. No. Like this guy. That's that so, one. Yeah. Now Postal seal of approval, liquor spitter. We've got another one here. Now, this one is a little bit trickier. Let me think of a name for it. Let's call this, let's call this um, lady confused about Christmas. Oh, Christmas confusion is terrible. Again, starts a message off, big fan, blah, blah. You know, if you start your message off like that, you will be included, right? You yeah. <laughs> one day we'll have an office and we'll just wallpaper it with the snaps of people sending us stuff i actually do have a folder with that's called nice things oh that is nice i literally wouldn't have anything to put in that folder whenever anyone's nice to me again have a look at my nice things folder anyway big fan big fan i've been with my boyfriend for four years and christmas is always an issue about in terms of you know who to spend it whose family to spend mm -hmm. it. for the past two years we've been spending the whole of christmas with his family one year and then the next year we'll alternate it and go to my family, etc. Mm -hmm. Last year it was his turn and I missed my family so much. And when I returned after Christmas, they were all quite upset that I had missed out on their fun. Is there an easier way to do this? Do you have any strategies for sharing Christmas? Both families live in different parts of the country, so we can't split the day up without doing loads of travel. Yours in advance, confused about Christmas. So you, we both have different strategies for this. We do. Go. Right. You've got, you've got one that's in place permanently. Yeah. So I love Christmas, right? It's, it's by far and away my favourite time of year. And when I got divorced from my first husband, it meant that the boys obviously had to split their time between their mum and their dad. And, then them, and that was on top of grandparents, etc. And the very first Christmas I was a single mum, I didn't spend Christmas with my kids there at their dad's and it was the most depressing thing think Bridget Jones depressing like I think I it away for one and a bottle of Chardonnay and cried the whole night of Christmas Eve I think it's but, really awful I think yeah. I think it's really awful I, I mean I think we're all there's lots there's lots of moral support here for any mums that are going to have to do that this year it's hot it's, it's horrible it's really horrible um, so I did that and then I, I vowed never to do that again and so I thought right next year what we'll do is we'll split it Christmas morning and then I'll go and pick them up and then they can be with me for us to Christmas day but what that meant was as confusing Chris, about Christmas has said that means lots of traveling and then we had that whole guilt thing or should I go and spend it with my well so your kids were quite little as yeah. well and my kids they're okay if we come and stay at my mum's because they're staying there but 
they're very moany if we go to my sister's because my sister lives 25 minutes up the road so we have to get up they have their presence we then get dressed they have to go to my sister's yeah they don't like they like to sit with their presence yeah. and their food and their telly and do you know what I mean it's moving them they are not that keen on so it all got a bit complicated. It involved a lot of trips up and down the M25 on Christmas Day. So a few years ago, I said, I'm not doing this anymore because it's we're basically traveling up and down the country to try and keep everyone happy, but still nobody is happy. Everyone's compromising. Yeah. So every year we have a fake Christmas um, on the first Saturday of December where everybody comes around to our house and it's just essentially a fake Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. And then we then keep Christmas Day sacred and we do not drive we stay so hunker down and that's it so fake christmas who comes your parents and derek's parents yeah so we have my family mike's family so it's a massive house full christmas dinner exchange presents but what the difference is is that your first your ex-husband now lives out of the country yeah, but we did. We used to do this when he. But, but he does come back for. Christmas. But he comes back. He comes back for the Christmas holidays. So what I'm what I'm unraveling mm-hmm. is, do you, do do sometimes the boys go to him for Christmas Day. No. They always stay with you. They that's their choice. They go on Boxing Day, and then they come back New Year's Eve. Okay. Um, but that's their choice. You know, if they wanted to go on Christmas Day, that you know they're they're old enough now. Yeah. To, make those and, and you've got ben so you wouldn't have yeah, fully emptiness i think people but, like to be in their own house at christmas and like you say you open your presents and then all of a sudden as a kid you're being whisked off somewhere else and you have to then wait my sister and i were militant about i've never spent a christmas away from my mum like we, we were militant um so the way that i approach this because i'm a bit uh, my approach is a bit more like um, confused about Christmases so my husband and I went out for four and a half years before we got married um, now he was he came from his Joe's mum died when he was 17 he so he it was him and his dad he's got two half brothers on his mum's side who were much older um, and so Joe obviously was very responsible for his dad and after joe's mum died they went to his godparents in cheshire for christmas i had never been away from my parents for christmas my dad was like so in love with christmas he worked all year round he never took any days off the one day off he would take a year was christmas day and so i just we just had separate Christmases and lots of people couldn't found it, found it weird. But I was like, I don't have to worry about him. He's with his family. He doesn't have to worry about me because I'm with my family. We would travel to see each other on Boxing Day or the day after. We lived together from very early on. We met through living together. So, so I was like, well, we see each other all the time and it's really nice to spend some time with your family with your family and engaged with your family and of course it's a very important day and we would always speak to each other on the phone um 
and t- you know text each other and that sort of thing but I knew that he was having a lovely time with his family he knew I was having a lovely time with my family um we had one Christmas all together it was his dad's last Christmas Joe's dad um was an alcoholic so it was very difficult to manage and he's he had started to not really have a good grasp of where he was if he wasn't at home um so my dad had died we'd had a baby and joe's dad was with us at my mum's and he was there he arrived on christmas eve joe went to get him and joe drove him back on boxing day and it was really difficult really difficult because because living with alcoholics really difficult and then sadly that was joe's dad's last christmas so we haven't so i feel like we have got off lightly because now obviously we just have my family we go up and see joe's godparents um at different times of year we make sure we call them on the day but because we now have kids together my mum's the only grandparent um i'm very close with my sister we tend to my sister does alternate christmases so my sister's got this a similar thing where since she met her now husband they do one christmas with his family one christmas with our family and i think she does miss it but it is what it is and she loves her in-laws i think do you just mean i think if you love your in-laws i think it makes it makes a big difference i think it's about finding whatever works and not being a passive aggressive and i think the thing about christmas is it's 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 lovely i feel differently about christmas since my dad died because it's sort of always going to be tinged um with sadness the um it is a very special day but it can be a day where people feel grim it can be a day where people feel lonely it can be a day where people feel depressed it can be a day where you feel so much pressure for it to be perfect that it actually destroys your day so for us even though literally everyone including my mum found it deeply weird that until we had a child together we spent it separately even once we were married um it just worked for us and that's fine and and we are quite philosophical about the fact that we we spend 90 days out of 100 together you know we we've lived together from, from early on we we are very close we spend a lot of time together so a couple of days apart at christmas mm. you know it doesn't seem like that much of a big deal um but obviously that's not for everyone but if that is for you and other people think it's weird but you and your boyfriend it works for you then do it is what i'm saying i think and do it proudly do it proudly i don't give a shit if people think my christmas is weird and get bent put that on my tombstone get bent right this one this this is from hannah hannah has put it on the facebook group she's not she's she's balls out proud yeah how do i get my nearly three-year-old to understand he has to put his shoes on before he can go to the playground (laughs) now i live with mike okay who lived in new zealand for years now, he walks around, the, he, walk, 
it's, it's a challenge to get him to wear shoes at all. Yes, you've got no shoes on. He drives shoeless. He will I drive shoeless. Go round the supermarket. He only wears shoes because society demands he wears shoes. Yeah. So the other day I was walking the dogs in the park and my flip-flop broke. And I just put them in the bin and walked home with bare feet in London. Probably not wise, but... And we kept stopping to talk to people and Joe would be like, do you think they've noticed your feet? And I was like, I'm not going to walk. And I thought, actually, I bet a lot of people would have walked home in broken flip-flops. I would have. Rather than have... Whereas I was just like, God, thank God, I can be in bare feet. And I'd have like a foot dragging behind me trying to keep the flip-flop on. What was... Sandy Shaw, what 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 song did she sing? She was always footloose and fancy-free, which you know... Sandy Shaw sang loads of songs. Sandy Shaw. Oh. Oh, God. She sang, didn't she? Oh, she sang. Pop it on a string. She sing that. On a string. Yeah. I wonder if one day that you say that you care. If you say you lovely madly, I'll gladly be there like a puppet on the string. I mean, she's not. That's not a feminist bloody still like puppet on the fucking string. Not really helping Hannah here. We've just gone off on a tangent about Sandy Shaw. But what, we've gone off on a tangent. So, so I think me and Mike again are the same. Where if my kid is, so I've got a, a, a kid that was three a month ago. If he doesn't want to put his shoes on, um, he'd either go to the park in bare feet because that wouldn't really bother me. Also, all my kids take their shoes off whenever they can, or we wouldn't go to the park. I'm quite militant, or. I would stick the other two out the front door and we'd all stand outside the front door whilst he wailed about wanting to go to the park. And then I'd open the door and say, do you want to come to the park? And he'd be like, yeah, I'd be like, put your shoes on then. Also, Crocs. 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 Oh, Crocs. (laughs) Yeah, because if if he's around three, he's probably potty training anyway. Crocs are your friend. Washable. Easy to put on. Ben used to use his sh- not putting his shoes on as a barrier from going to our old childminders. He was like, I'm not putting my shoes on. I didn't want to go. So I would basically put him under my arm like a roll of carpet. Yeah. Carry the shoes in one hand. And then, and then like... Throw him through the childminders door with the shoes. Before we got to the end of the drive, he was like, okay, I'll put my shoes on. <laughs> right feet, mommy. Right feet. Right feet. They're on the right feet. Right feet. No. Other foot. Other foot. Other foot. No, still no. Oh my god, literally, are you even a mum if you haven't sat on the floor shouting? Other foot, other foot, other foot, other foot, no, other foot. Oh god. I, my five-year-old's worse than my three-year-old, to be fair. My three-year-old, if you're like, you can play football, he'll put them on. My five-year-old is like in another on another planet. So you'll get to the park and you'll be like, you've just got one welly on Jim. Where's the what's happened to the other one? What's happening? Okay. I think So our top tips either bribery go yeah. and stand outside the front door and pretend you've left them i mean probably please don't phone me into child services i am always there with a key and i can hear them um or we all just don't go yeah never they have to learn if they want to go to the park correct that you cannot absolutely don't write a check that your butt can't cash nope i was explaining this to my stepson the other day when we were going around um, Thorpe Park, because I said to Ben, if you don't behave, we're going to go home. And my stepson said, you'll never take him home. And I was like, 
and Tom went before I could, she would. She's done that to me before. <laughs> and I never like threaten or like make her an ultimatum that you, not just with kids. Yeah, you have to, no, 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 but you have to be really careful. And sometimes I remember Joe was about to go away for the weekend and he said, Right, if you do that again, no telly for the rest of the weekend. Oh, Mike does and that. I was, and I was like, oh, I'm eating a rich oh. <laughs> and I was just like, you fuck, that's just un, that's unacceptable because you're not going to enforce it. Made my life harder. But I have to, uh, yeah, I, that was one sage bit of advice I was given before I had kids and I've always stuck to it. Before, when you say, if, if you don't do this, this is going to happen, before you say it, make sure it's something that you will follow through on. Because if you don't follow through on it, you've lost it forever. Absolutely. Right, one final one. One final one. This came through on Instagram. Someone who wants to be part of my happy gang. Your special gang. My wedding club. My husband was also at my first wedding. First marriage, four weeks. Second marriage, 25 years. It was fierce. Yeah, it was fit. And I just say that that comes from the nicest woman I've met on the internet, apart from you, obviously. I don't include you in this. Um, She is the nicest woman I've met on the internet. And every time I think, oh, God, the internet's a horrible place. I literally picture this woman and her daughter. um, Her daughter and I went to a gig together once. And I was like, she's 15. I'm, at the time, 35. Like... A, this is probably the coolest I'm ever going to be, and this is the saddest she's ever going to be. Whenever I think <laughs> but they're the nicest family, so I'm always like, when I think the world or the internet is a horrible place, I picture this this le- lovely lady and her daughter, and I'm like, it's a good place. It's a good place. It good things can come from it. And now she's in your club. Yeah, and I've shared the fact that I had this weird, this weird thing, and lots of people are like, yeah. So I love it. But also now I'm playing that game where I'm like, well, if this is my first marriage, who am I going to marry? Who is at my wedding that I'm going to marry? <laughs> yeah. Who right. could it be? Who's the lucky man? I had at my wedding someone who had done the seating. So we had an L-shaped aisle. And so I was standing at the door because I came down the aisle to um, Zadok the priest really long. So you're standing at the door for about 25 minutes until they get to the bit where you can come down the aisle. And opposite the door, someone had sat two rows of my ex-boyfriends. And I felt like, you know in Bullseye, when they used to go, this is what you could, look at what you could have won. And he comes on pulling a speedboat. I I've literally was like, day, I've had a right good day. I've had, I just wanted to have a good day. That's what I felt. I felt like, this is, look at what you could have married. It's like, oh, okay. It's like that section B2K where he talks about that. He said they pull out a speedboat, but they live it. They live like twenty floors up in a block of flats. Yeah, exactly. Look at what you could have won. Could have parked this downstairs in the car park. Right. Had it vandalised. On that note, positives. It's really weird because now I can't see the top of your head. I can just see your boobs. It's all about the boobs. They're going to need their own Instagram channel at some point. Um, Positive for the week. So I um, have 
I always pride myself on quality over quantity when it comes to friends. And um, Are you I got to see two of my very... No, you're in that. Okay, I totally good. count you in that. Chippy's very roundabout way of saying, so, you know, from now on, only talking about work. So this is going to be the last podcast that we do together. Next week, we'll just be Gemma crying into a Zoom going, I don't know what I did wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Was it too much boob chat? I don't know where your accent's Now, ladies, um, get down. It's not no. all about you. <laughs> You've made her feel intimidated. <laughs> um, <laughs> we decided that my sister's dog is part Manchester Terrier. And so I've been doing a really broad Manchester accent for my sister's dog really loudly based on you. Um, so I saw two of my favourite people in the world. I've got two, like, of my desert island bestie buds one who i've known since i was four and one who i met at uni and every time i wish because i got i could have transferred universities after the first term because i hated it and i stayed and i always regret that decision except i think well i wouldn't have libby if i had left after a term i wouldn't have libby i would walk over hot coals for libby she both of my best friends moved out of london and moved to hampshire typically um and so in the last week i have seen both of them i stayed with florence for a couple of days child free last week and we she let me ride her horse willy-nilly all over the fields of hampshire and we drank rose i don't usually drink mm. we went out for dinner we went to the beach we ate ice cream oh. we had the most lovely time and she just is one of those people who she completely spoiled me like she just had, do you know what I mean? She just made everything beautiful. I had flowers by my bed. She lives where there's a swimming pool. It was really, that was when it was really humid. So we just jump in the swimming pool and sit with our books and chat. It was just amazing. And what was really nice was that we had done that a lot when we were teenagers. And so we obviously don't do that. I think you might be getting emotional. No, I'm not getting emotional. Look, oh, there's not a tear there. Um, we did it a lot when we were teenagers and obviously footloose and carefree. And you don't really get to do that once you've both got jobs and kids and stuff. But we would, so we were just like footloose and kid free. And then on Tuesday, I spent the day with Libby and then we spent all spent the night at Florence's house. So I got to see both of them in a day and I just was like, no. that's pretty good. Especially after lockdown when you haven't been able to see people and everyone lives in different places and everyone busy and I'm really shit at the phone <laughs> so they're both having to contend with the fact that 95% of the time I'm not going to pick up no. so that's my best thing of the week what's yours my best thing is that Tom and Johnny are coming back from their dads today so they um I it's it's them. that weird thing with kids as well isn't it where it's like you fantasize when they're being really annoying and you fantasize about having, having your child that. free time yeah and then as soon as you're away from them, you're like, oh. I really miss them. But now you can come back now. <laughs> come back. I've had five minutes, you can come back now. Um, although I didn't have that last week. I've had, you can come back now. Although loads of people were like, oh, do you miss the boys last week? And I was like, no, I know they're happy. <laughs> I literally had not had any time away from them since February. Yeah. So I literally, I don't think I'd even been to the loo by myself. Nope. So I'm, I, you know, I'm fully o o okay for this. <laughs> I'm <laughs> by three days off. So that's really nice. What time are they arriving back? You want a countdown? 
in about 10 minutes. And on that note, we shall speak to you all next week. Say goodbye, Chippy. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay. Bye. Bye.